Welcome to Seeking Scripture Deep Diving Bible Study. I'm Christy Jordan, and I want to help you develop a firsthand relationship with the whole Word of God. For links and graphics mentioned in my podcast, please visit the corresponding post on SeekingScripture.com. May Yahweh bless the reading of His Word. Good morning, siblings. Come on out. The coffee's fine. Today's readings are Jeremiah chapters 30 through 31. Rabbit trails. Today we read about the new covenant in Jeremiah 31, 31. Now, I put new in parentheses here because after reading my Bible from start to finish, I now see what they mean when some people insist this is a renewed covenant with the house of Israel. We can see it is very similar to renewing one's wedding vows. Oh, did you see I said the house of Israel? Remember, that includes us as well. We are adopted into the family as his chosen when we live by his wisdom with him as our God. We read an exodus of Yahweh making a covenant with Israel. If they will obey him and follow his commandments, he will make them his special people. From there, he gave them his commandments written on stone tablets. Of course, we know how that went. No different from us today. They turned from him time and again. And so, in Jeremiah thirty-one thirty-one, we read of a new covenant with the same group of people, the house of Israel and the house of Judah. The terms of this covenant are much the same, with a twist. Recall that Israel has split into two primary kingdoms at this point, but the Father has made reference repeatedly to calling His people back from their dispersion among the nations, both in the present times we are reading of in the Bible and in the future. This is also often referred to as the Diaspora, which is wherever Yahweh's people are living beyond the homeland of Israel. So we, as His people, are actually living in the Diaspora right now. We're in a bit of an exile up in here, folks, waiting on a Messiah to return, waiting to be joined with the Father once more, and for eternity. So let us look at the terms of this new covenant. Who is it with, and what is it exactly? Jeremiah 31, verses 31 through 34 says, Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah, not like the covenant that I made with their fathers on the day when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, my covenant that they broke, though I was their husband, declares the Lord. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, declares the Lord. I will put my law within them and I will write it on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. And no longer shall each one teach his neighbor and each his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me, from the least of them to the greatest, declares the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity, and I will remember their sins no more. So the covenant is with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. Are we included in this? Yes. Recall that we are grafted into Israel. Romans 11 explains this well, but there are many other references in Scripture. This enables us to take part in all of these promises. The Father giving us a name better than sons and daughters. See Isaiah 56. Note, we do need to be mindful of using this verse to say we're better than our Jewish brethren, which is a tendency taught to us by centuries of some church's doctrine set up against the Jews. Anti-Semitism? and jealous infighting among Yahweh's children should stop with us. Once we are grafted into Israel, we then have all the promises and covenants with Israel available to us. 
What exactly is this covenant? Now, the key line in Jeremiah 31, 33 is, I will put my law within them and I will write it on their hearts and I will be their God and they shall be my people. Wow. So the crazy thing here is that all of my life, I heard the new covenant tossed about as the reasoning why the law no longer applies to us. Oh, we don't have to do any of that. We're under the new covenant was the common refrain. I've even had people tell me that because of the new covenant, I shouldn't even read the quote Old Testament. But when it comes to knowing the terms of the covenant made by Yahweh, we should really let Yahweh's word be the first and last. So Yahweh says that in the new covenant, he will put the desire within us to want to obey his law. But so many people say this new covenant exempts us from this. How do we get this twisted? Simple. We stopped reading our Bibles. Let's get back on topic. What does he tell us he will do in this new covenant? Put his law in our hearts. Whose law? The law of Moses? The Ten Commandments? Yes and no. More often than not, we hear them referred to as the law of Moses, but this is generally done today in order to separate it from ourselves, to give us an out, because our pride tells us that we're not subjected to Moses. When you see people speaking like this in the Bible, they had a different level of reverence and were referring to the law of Moses as the law Yahweh gave through Moses, merely a reference point of which law they were referring to, because there were a lot of man-made church laws in their time as well. But is it really the law of Moses, or is it the law of Yahweh? Who gave him those laws? See Exodus chapters 34 through 35. They are from Yahweh. They are his laws. Just as we've been told that the feasts are Jewish feasts, but when we actually read the Bible, we see that Yahweh calls them his feast. This is why it kills me when I see someone in our time saying the law of Moses, because we all know whose law that actually is, or we would if we read the Bible. Now, the Big Ten of Yahweh sums it up. You can click here for more information on that. And while in biblical times this phrase, law of Moses, had different meaning, in our time, it's often used to attribute the commandments to Moses rather than Yahweh in order to separate ourselves from it. This has been a very subtle but highly effective separation, which has led the church away from obedience to the Father. When we read our Bible, we are given truth. Yahweh is truth. Stop and let that sink in a minute. Father. Thank you for lifting the shingles from our eyes, for placing this hunger within us that only you can satisfy, for drawing us closer each day to you, and for generously allowing us to benefit from your grace and wisdom. Hold us tightly, Father. We are prone to wonder. Keep us close, Father. We can draw no truth from any other source. Surround us with those who would encourage us in your word and allow us to encourage all we encounter through your spirit within us, according to your will. We ask in Yeshua's holy name. Amen. Now, an important thing to note here. Did we receive a new law? A different law? Nope. It says, I will put my law within them and I will write it on their hearts. His instruction is eternal and eternally relevant, and following it holds many blessings for us. First, in my mind, is that it's a joy to follow the Father, but second, in my mind, 
is that His ways are so much better than our own that it saves us a thousand heartaches to lean on His reasoning first and foremost rather than our own. We see this verse quoted again in Hebrews 8, verses 8 through 12, reiterating that as part of this covenant, the Father is putting His law in our hearts. Those who are in covenant with Him will have a desire to keep His commandments. However, I want to check out this end of this verse here in Jeremiah. Jeremiah 31, verse 34. And no longer shall each one teach his neighbor and each his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me, from the least of them to the greatest, declares the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity, and I will remember their sin no more. Are we living in a time when everyone knows Yahweh, from the least to the greatest? It depends on how you look at it. This is a rabbit trail in and of itself, if you choose to take it. Definitely something to turn over in your mind. It's time to get these notes up, so I'll stop here. Later, in our gospel studies, we will read the vital role Messiah plays in this covenant. And just as he said, it sure wasn't to abolish it. Test everything. Hold tight to what is good. 1 Thessalonians 5.21 We are saved by grace alone. Obedience is not the root of our salvation, but it is the fruit. May Yahweh bless the reading of His Word. I love y'all. Bye-bye.